Welcome to Max Storm Business Coaching for the Health and Fitness Professional Podcast, where you will hear and learn tips, tricks, and marketing secrets that will allow you to build your business from ordinary to extraordinary. Visit us at maxstormcoaching.com. Now, here's your host. I was listening in on a coaching call the other day. One of our coaches was working with a gym owner who was very upset. Uh, they had called in. They said they needed to speak with someone. They needed some help. We have a contract with this particular gym owner to help all of his trainers, all of his practitioners, all of his team members, if you want to say. And he called in. He was really upset. The reason he hired us a, a few months ago was to help them build up their practice and they're doing great they have really increased their revenues they've increased their intake of new clients they have stopped the churn of old clients leaving and he was really on a good path and then the other day one of his best practitioners let him know that they were going to be leaving and it really shook him up. I guess this is one thing he didn't share with us during our internal kickoff meeting that this seems to be a trend with this particular gym. Or, you know, it is a trend with a lot of gyms, but he doesn't realize that. He doesn't really discuss the personal business of his gym with other gym owners, even at conferences and workshops and things like that. I asked him if he had discussed it with other people. And he said no. He was embarrassed that, you know, he would spend so much time bringing in people and then training them, getting them up to speed and really getting to the point where he felt that they were going to be a great asset for his gym, for his office, for his practice. And then off they went. And uh, I guess this has happened several times. And the coach that was speaking with him is an awesome coach and and basically would have said I mean I couldn't have said it myself they did a great job speaking with this particular gym owner and you know it's one of those things where people are going to leave there's no doubt about it you're going to have practitioners you're going to have trainers people that rent space people you bring on as trainers and you pay them team members, all kinds of things. You know, things happen in people's lives and, and you know, you really can't, um, can't help it. There's nothing you can do about certain things. But there are ways to stop the attrition of good practitioners moving on to other gyms, to starting their own business, to just thinking that it's time for them to go and in most cases, I can tell you that it is because the team member does not feel appreciated. Now, you might pay them very well, and that's good. You might um, give them added responsibilities, and that's awesome. But I can tell you that most of the time, it all will boil down to appreciation in some way. Now, I don't think that you have to, you know 
fire off cannons and have a 21-gun salute every time a good trainer, one of your good practitioners walks in the office. I do not mean that. Um, it is one of those things that it's just human nature to want to be appreciated, to want people to notice what they're doing, what they're doing well. And it doesn't it doesn't mean that you you can never say, hey, you need some more work on this or that you need some practice on this or, hey, you know, you know, we need to we need to figure out why this is happening kind of thing. I'm not saying that, but but in most cases, people do want to feel appreciated. And I can tell you that in my in my training in my trying to better myself as a as a business owner as a business person as a practitioner as a coach that i am constantly trying to work on my communication i'm trying to work on my language that i use with with my team members with my group i would never ever use the word employee I would never, ever, ever do that. Now, the reason being is that, to me, the word employee means that that you own them or, you know, it just sounds belittling to me to say, this is my employee. Now, it is true. It may be that you're paying them. There's no doubt they are employed by you. But please try to work on your language. Always feel and make your team members feel like they are part of a team like they are and they matter they do because they do and you want to 100% make certain that your team members your trainers your practitioners feel like they are needed that they are doing a good job that you're working with them that they are and have a say in how things are running now I don't want you to, for an instant, think that I'm saying to allow them to run your business. I do not want you to think that. What I'm saying is that feel, and they, if they feel that they may are making a difference, if they feel like they have some type of control over their life, over their, their job, over what they're doing, and they are making a difference in the company, they will stick around. They will feel like they're making a contribution. You do not want people coming in that work with you, that work for you, just do their eight eight hours and go home. Now, if there are people in your office that need to do that, like maybe maybe there's an accountant or or someone who just does your books and they come in, they do eight hours and they go home. They don't need to stay late. They have no bearing on how the company works or functions or, you know, whatever it is. But if they're doing accounts payable, if they're doing accounts receivable, which is a huge part of a business, don't think that accounts receivable and accounts payable is not important. It is very important because if someone is not keeping track of your accounts payables, and you aren't keeping track of it, you could turn around one day and be in some serious trouble. So almost everyone in your organization matters in some way to the livelihood of everyone else, especially you. You are the setter. You're the trendsetter. Everyone is going to follow your lead, your attitude, what you do, your work ethic, everything. They are going to follow you. Now, if you think and you hire smart people, 
Say you go out and you hire a practitioner who's a level five check practitioner and this particular person is super good. I mean, this this particular person can basically solve any issue, any problem. They know what they're doing. Then you have the ability to bring them on as a team member and you do not listen to them. You start bossing them around or you hire them so you can tell them what to do. They are going to leave. There will be no doubt about it. You don't hire good, smart people so that you can tell them what to do. You do not do that. They will not hang around and they will not work with you. One million percent. So I'll let you in on a little secret. That this kind of attrition of good workers does not just happen in the service industry, in this type of industry. It happens in every industry. And it is such a heart-wrenching thing when you put your time, your energy, your blood, your sweat, and your money into certain personnel and they turn around and leave. And it's going to happen unless we figure out ways to combat it. And you really, it's, it's one of those things where you want the best for your partners, for your team members, for your different practitioners. You want the best for all people because a lot of times, even though we don't want it to happen, we become friends with the people we work with. Even though you're the boss or the business owner, um, manager, whatever it is, in most cases, because we spend a lot of time with these pe- with the people, um, we end up becoming friends with them. And there's not too much that we can do with it. We might try not to. We may try to figure out ways that it doesn't happen, but it does happen. And it's one of those things that when they leave, it could hurt. It could really hurt us in different ways, not only nominal, it could hurt our business. Um, So there's a couple things that, that we really need to do, but there is a way to combat um, good people leaving. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you a way and a reason why law firms, okay, there's a reason why law firms have junior partners, they have partners, they have senior partners, and then they have full partners. And the law industry or the law firms, this was a big issue. Um, A lot of times a new lawyer or a law firm will take on a green Lawyer, um, you know, obviously agreeing with that he has not done too much. They will put a lot of money and time into this potential, you know, star lawyer, uh, someone that they believe is really going to be um, an all star for them. And maybe it's a specific type of law that uh, they need him to cover. And they'll put a lot of time and energy into this particular person. And what was happening is, you know, like in any industry, that particular person was leaving. He said, thanks for the help. Thanks for the education. Thanks for putting, you know, the $100,000 into my education, into my career. And uh, I'm going to start my own firm. And it would happen. So the law, 
the industry of law changed and they got wise to it and they said, well, how can we stop this? Or what's the best way to combat this? Because, you know, the people that we're hiring, just like the people that you hire, are very good or most of them, you know, the, there's always that 90% rule, are very um, smart. They're well-educated. They want to grow. They want to better themselves, their families, their livelihood. They want to help people. And they don't want to be, feel or be held back. And so that was happening in the law firm industry. The, a lot of lawyers, when they first go into law school, they, they have this grandioso thought that they are going to save the world. And a lot of them are doing great work. And they would get sucked up by a large law firm, possibly. And they would feel as if they were stifled from growing. They would feel like they were stifled from doing what they were born to do. And that is ultimately helping people. So we got together and they said, how can we stop this? And after a certain amount of time, after a certain amount of clients, after a certain amount of income or whatever it was, whatever those specific specifications were, they would become a junior partner. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean that they are going to be able to sit at the board table and vote on the direction of the company, but it shows that the law firm appreciated what they were doing. It appreciated um, how they were doing things and that they were growing their career they appreciated them. They appreciated the work they were doing. So not only would they, they would probably begin making some more money. They would get a little bit more say into the cases that they drew. They would probably get to call their own hours, maybe even get a car, a spending account, um, different things as the person was more apt and got more embedded in the company. So as they grew and as they stayed with the company, they would be rewarded, not just in pay, but they would be rewarded in feeling like they were making a difference, not only in the company, but in the lives of their clients, in how the company was run, what they got to do. They got to be better off with their family. They might not be able to get to spend more time with. They got to maybe be able to work from home twice a week. Whatever it was that the partnership, as they grew, they were rewarded for. They then became a junior partner, then a partner, and then a senior partner, and then a full partner. And maybe then they were, after 20 years, they were rewarded as a seat on the board and, you know, got their name on the wall, on the door. So sometimes you'll see law firms with several names after them. I can usually tell you that those law firms that have been around for a long, long time, they actually have 20, 30 names after them, but you're only seeing several. Um, and that's something that's pretty cool is that, you know, after a certain amount of time, you're actually going to have your name on the law firm. So going back to um, our business, our service business, where we're helping people, whether we're chiropractors, we're health practitioners, nutritionists, whatever we are or whatever we do, when we want to bring good people on and we want to keep those good people. Now, you're not going to do this with everyone. Of course, they really have to show that they are 
embedded, that they are dedicated, that they are good at what they do. They have to keep their knowledge, their experience, their education moving. Um, it's not something easy, and, and those are things that you'll have to put down on paper. Um, you, but you want to be able to offer this. And this is the good part. This is the part that's super important. You want to be able to let people know as they are coming on to work with you that this is a goal that you see for them and that they should see for themselves. They should really have something that they can work towards. And as they reach certain goals, they were going to be not only rewarded, but it will show your appreciation, the company's appreciation, any joint venture, any partner. It's going to be something that it will be a forced appreciation. Another little story um, that's out there that you um, that you might know um, about is you hear about the Hathaway Corporation now. Hathaway Corporation, one of the largest corporations in the world. They own hundreds, if not thousands, of businesses. Okay? And one thing that is awesome about the Hathaway Corporation is that when they gobble up a company, when they when they buy a company or when they partner up with a company or whatever it is, they will always allow the company to, to stay either with the same name, they'll rename it with the name of the owner, of the partner, of whomever they're going to put in the total control of that company, it will bear that person's name. Or again, it'll, it'll keep the same name that it was. And the reason being is they want that person to still be embedded with the company. They still want them to be proud of that company. So they feel that if the name is still stands and the name still remains the same, or if they rename it after a certain person that's going to take over the company, they will be that much more apt to work very hard to put their trust, to put their blood, sweat, and tears into that company. It's not just about getting a paycheck. So when the, Hath- the Hathaway Corporation takes over a company, out of the thousands of companies, you won't see the Hathaway name on those companies because it's their strategy. It's their way of making certain that that business owner, that person, that manager, that uh, partner, they are going to show, see that they are appreciated. They are going to stay with the company and they will make certain with all they can that that company will be a success. So, to, so just going back to, I'm getting again off off track as I usually do. Getting back to how to re- retain good people, good team members, good practitioners. Um, figure out a way that you can put down on paper that you can show your appreciation. Now, it should be something where it is in kind of like your packages that you put together that your clients purchase. It should be something that is nominal, obviously. It should be something that is feasible, that you can do, that you're not going to have to take away, that you're not going to have to remove. It should be something that if you were someone that was a practitioner, that you would appreciate. Um, And when I say a partner, guys, listen, this isn't a partner in the corporation sense, okay? It is a partner who may end up um, sharing 
in the overall cash or success of the company, maybe quarterly. Maybe it's a 0.5% you know, cash flow of the company. And, you know, after one year, um, you know, every quarter we are going to look and see how much money free cash flow is left in our bank and we give each junior partner 5.5% or 1%. So what does that mean, you know? $100, they get a dollar. You know, 1%. We're not talking about 50%. We're not talking about they're your partners or corporate partners. I don't mean that. Now, down the road in 10 years, 20 years, and that person stayed with you, you might want to bring them on as a partner because maybe you want to start traveling the world. And, and here's a good part is when you're structuring these type of partnering and these part type of um, agreements uh, with good people, with good practitioners, with good team members, when you're structuring this, think about the long term. We've talked about this as we've grown. Uh, we are building a company here that, that that we don't want to, you to want to take over your life. We want you to be able to have a company that is going to run on your own with good people. And what better people than people that are embedded in your company, people that have a stake in your company over the over the years, over three years, over five years, over 10 years, they've been with you. They're running your company for you and they have a stake in the overall success of the company. Now, this is not going to work for everyone, guys. But what we're talking about here is we want to figure out how to retain good people. And it's going to be up to you to put on paper ways to retain good people. And these ways will also diminish... The people that aren't, that aren't, you know, um, partner um, candidates. There are going to be people that just aren't candidates for this type of partnership, for this type of engagement within your company. They might not believe in the way that you run your company. Well, I can tell you this. If they don't, they are not going to be around as long as the persons or people that do believe in that. Now, it doesn't have to be just somebody who knows how to work with personnel or, or new clients. It could be somebody who is a got a master's in business and you need some help um, putting together your business plans because you're looking to take on investors and you find out how great this person is. Maybe they just came from local college and they just graduated from their master's degree program and you were looking for someone and uh, the, the college recommended them to come in and help you. And you found out that they are so good that you brought them on and said, hey, can you help me twice a week? Can you come in for a few hours every day and help me? I'm not good at managing people or I'm not good at managing the day-to-day -day operations. I want to travel around to the conferences because I want to teach. I want to travel around to and do workshops because I am good at talking about what we do here and I can bring clients in. These are the things that I'm talking about. The way that you spread out your work ethic, your what, and you spread out what you want to do. You could bring on good people, and when you have an offering, and it's not something you say, "Hey, well, I'll let you know what we can do." When you say, 
Oh yeah, and and when your potential team member says to you, "Well, you know, what do you mean? What do, what are you offering me?" You say, "Well, listen, let's take a look at this offering that I have, and this is an offering that I give my practitioners. It looks like you are organized. It looks like this is what you do. They are more apt to listen to you than if it's something that you threw together and you've never implemented. It doesn't show that it works. Um, they may be hesitant in a way. So when you're offering somebody something that is of good value and you've been in business for 10 years and you say, hey, listen, we've been in business for 10 years. Uh, Each year we've made uh, 13% more or 40% more than the year after year. Um, Our business is scheduled to grow over 30% over the next five years and we are going to make $6 million. We made a million dollars last year. We are on on course of making $1.3 million this year and so on. A good person is going to listen to that and they are more apt to stay with you and sign on and look into your partner program, look into your management program because it shows that you are organized. It shows that you have a real business running. It's really cool when you can do that. Now, it's very tough to implement this right away. So I would ask you if it's something that you are losing or you know, you're having problems um, attracting Good practitioners or good employees or good workers, and I don't mean the word employees in a bad way. I'm just using that word because some of the people that you bring in will be employees like we talked about. You know, they they may just run the front desk. They may run the register, whatever it is. Just don't try not to use the word employees with them because sometimes those team members that just run the front desk or or do certain things turn out to be really good and they stay with you for 10 or 15 years they end up doing so much more than you expect it so always expect more from people always think that you are going to get more out of people because if you treat them well if you show them appreciation and if you show them that if they are good and they stick around that you're going to appreciate them not with just saying hey I'm you know I love what you guys are doing you know you appreciate them with a way that shows that you want them to stick around that you want them to have a better life also they're more apt to help even more so it's really cool when you can think of different ways to show appreciation to retain good team members good practitioners good good everybody good workers good business guys you have to be able to put a good team together but you have to be able to talk about why they should come and put their blood sweat and tears into you you might have a great education program for 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 uh, team members after they're with you for a year or two and maybe year over year they've brought in x amount of clients or they brought in x amount of money you'll tell them that if they stick with that, the next year you're going to take 20% of that and you're going to put it towards their education. Now, that is something that is huge. All they have to do is they just have to sign a contract that if you spend this much money, they just need to stay with you for this long because you don't want to spend that money with them and then they leave in six months or a month after they get their certification or after they get their degree or whatever it is. So, you know, those are things that are also very important. So if you're thinking about putting some of these programs together, you have some questions, please get in touch with us. Um, I would love to try to help you. I would love to be able to work with you to get that because when you have a system in place, not only for your clients, um, 
you have a system in place for your team members, for your practitioners, it really not only shows that you are organized, that you have a serious business, but it shows that you care about them. And as I said, a lot of times when it really comes down to the nitty gritty, people want to feel appreciated. They want to know that you cared and they want to know that you're not just out to squeeze every dime out of them, that you really care about their well-being and how good they're doing in life also. And sometimes, you know, between between you and me, you can't help it because, again, as I said, you become friends with your team members that are around for a long time. So, so I hope I didn't jump around too much. Um, this is a big subject, and I'll probably cover it a little bit more. I'll get some of our other coaches to come and talk about their ideas about retention and ways to help team members, bring team members in, and, of course, retain them. Obviously, retaining them brings in all of their clients and keeps them clear clients around, even though you'll have some non-competes that won't obviously make sure that their clients stick around. So as I always say, please go on out to Google Play, um, iTunes, leave us a rating, leave us a great or honest review. Uh, Let us know truly how you feel about the show. Uh, Tell us about some content that you might uh, be looking for. Go on out to um, maxstormcoaching.com. Get in touch with us that way. We are still working on our website, and we'll be launching it soon. We're going to have some great information up there and some great videos. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff that we talk about. And uh, we'll catch you next time on the Max Storm Coaching Podcast. You, you all take care. The Max Storm Business Coaching Podcast. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play so you don't miss a single episode. This podcast is brought to you by MaxStormCoaching.com. Head over to our website or social media pages and download free documents forms, business tips, and tricks that will help take your client-based business to that next level.